It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't. And of course, will it stick? Hi, Alexis. Hi, Melissa. It's Thanksgiving week, and I love the holidays. Me too. Thanksgiving, I would say Christmas, like holidays better, but Thanksgiving is like my jam. I don't eat like big, heavy, oh, I guess I do eat big, heavy meals, but like (laughs) I love just like cooking for three days, and it's so fun. I love it because it's almost Christmas. That's why I love it. And in fact, I love Christmas so much that I decorated for Christmas on November 7th. I have been decorated. We're in Thanksgiving week, and I have been decorated for Christmas. Are you judging me? No, I'm decorated (laughs) because it's people like you. Because I'm pretty cool like decorating the day after Thanksgiving or even a little earlier, I was thinking this year. But my freaking neighbors, my kids go over there and they're like, they have all their stuff up. And then, you know, Cash, once he gets something in his head, like he would not leave me alone. It was like <laughs> every day. And then finally, I just like gave up. I had to do it. it so like, funny. Fine. Well, normally I do wait as well until the day after Thanksgiving. But like the pandemic really helped me through all caution to the wind. Like last year, it was November 1st. And I was like, fuck it. I'm decorating Decorating. for Christmas. Like, I needed that positive joy. And so I'm just going with it every year. I am no judgment. I'm just doing it. I just wish they could bio, whatever you call it, like engineer a a real tree, not a fake tree, that doesn't die, like, so quick. Because I would get my tree. I wish we had our tree now, too. Oh, I would just get a fake tree. Oh, I can't do fake tree. I just like the smell. I need, like, the realness. You have all these essential oils. You're like... Why don't you just put some oils around and you can, it's fine. It smells the same. Seriously, you're crazy. But one of my favorite long-standing traditions is watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, my God. Do you watch it? I watch it every year on Thanksgiving morning. No, but can I tell you why I don't watch it? I used to watch it. My dad's a nice guy, but he's pretty, like, no filter. He has no idea what he's saying, and he's just, <laughs> you know, crazy. So after college, like, you know, I definitely first year gained the fresh, freshman 15. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you're looking a little thick. Oh, my gosh. Um, and he, like, compared me at one point to a Macy's Day Parade balloon or something like that. He was like. What? And it was like a joke, but it was like, dad, first of all, I gained, like, seven pounds, and I started at 100, probably, and I was, we, I mean, he was, like, laughing about it, and I'm like, oh, man, no filter, and John I'll never G. forget. John G. John G., like, you're in trouble. Alexis, I want you, after this episode, my goal is for you to reunite with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, okay? You are not a float or <laughs> okay. a balloon. Jesus, John G. Well, uh, I remember watching it as a child, like, with my family, and now I love to watch it with my kids. It's just, like, totally nostalgic, and it feels like the official kickoff to Christmas. That's like me in the Rose Bowl parade, because I grew up there, so I would but watch But Rose Bowl's it. after Christmas. I know, but it's like the New Year's, you oh, know? Okay, like okay. I, I had this, like, nostalgia of always, even though it's so freaking boring to watch, like, I just feel like I have to wake up and watch it. Yeah. Well, 
since this week is officially Thanksgiving, there's no better topic to cover than this Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The parade is essentially the Super Bowl of the holidays for brands, and it also happens to be the world's largest parade. Did you know that? No. Yeah. It's the perfect combo of family-friendly fun and an opportunity to promote the heck out of a brand just in time for the holiday season. And it's not like, isn't it like balloons? Oh, no, it's floats, it's balloons, it's, it bums me out that you don't watch it. It is musical performances, it's Broadway shows. Girl, it is amazing. Oh, my God, maybe. You're like, going to learn so much this episode. go, all right. Okay. And it makes sense, like, why brands clamor to play a role or advertise in this parade. I mean, 3.5 million people attend the parade in New York City. Well, not last year. I mean, it was a pandemic, so it was all virtual. But most years, 3.5 million watch it there physically. And approximately 50 million people tune in to watch the parade between watching it live on NBC and streaming it. Wow. It's a lot of people. I mean, it's less than the Super Bowl, but like this event is way more valuable for brands, a lot of brands at least, because it's targeting kids and families and it's right before Christmas. It's just like that critical demo for pre-holiday. You yeah. Know? In 2019, the NBC network generated an estimated $49.2 million in ad revenue just from those few hours during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. What? That's a lot. How much does the Super Bowl generate? I mean, hundreds uh, of like millions. Like 90 probably. million, I think, okay. something like that, yeah. So I have a feeling you may not be surprised to learn this, but did you know that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade all started as a PR stunt? No. I it, mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like we didn't cover another one. Oh, the Lucky Strike, which yeah. started as a parade PR stunt. Totally. So we're going back to the Roaring Twenties. Again, yes. I know. I know you love the Twenties. Well, the Roaring Twenties was like super prosperous for the U.S. And it was also prosperous for New York City's iconic department store, Macy's. So after going public in 1922, R.H. Macy & Co. started to acquire competitors and open more regional locations. Macy's flagship store in Manhattan's Herald Square was just exploding with growth. They were raking in the dough. I mean, so much so that they decided to expand in 1924 to cover an entire city block, one million square feet of retail space. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. It was from Broadway to 7th Avenue along 34th Street. Is it still that big? I think so. Wow. I think so. I don't know for sure. Macy's wanted to celebrate and promote the opening in, like, a huge way, as they should. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. So they specifically wanted to kick off, like, the busy shopping season. So Macy's decided to throw a New York parade on Thanksgiving morning. And despite the name and the timing, it was, as you can assume, meant to promote Christmas rather than Thanksgiving. So Macy's hoped that customers would start getting super excited. They wanted to inspire them to get into the holiday spirit. And that meant spending major money and shopping at Macy's. Oh, my God. Right? Like, that that's, makes sense. Yeah. So on November 27th, 1924, at 9 a.m., the first ever Macy's Christmas Parade, that's what it was called, started. Was it, like, by Macy's or it was just sponsored? It, Oh, it was 
Macy's totally put it on. Macy's like drove the whole thing, put it on. It was a Macy's parade. Wow. So a police escort led the start of the parade from the intersection of 145th Street and Covenant Avenue. The early morning start time actually overlapped with many church services. And I didn't really know people went to church on Thanksgiving. I guess you do. Maybe. I don't know. But it gave spectators plenty of time to make it to the afternoon's big football game between Syracuse and Columbia Universities at the Polo Grounds. Okay. So to promote the parade, Macy's took out a full-page newspaper ad promising a marathon of mirth. (laughs) (laughs) The first year, the parade followed a six-mile route, and now it's only two and a half miles. So that's a lot longer. And that was a pretty long hike, like, from those who were marching it from Harlem to Herald Square. Yeah. So Macy's wanted to tie, like, the floats and the balloons in the parade back to its window display because they wanted people to, like, see it and be like, we need to go to Macy's, you know? So they basically copied the displays that were in the windows. The floats featured Mother Goose favorites, such as The Old Woman Who Lived in the Shoe, Little Miss Muffet, and Little Red Riding Hood. And Macy's employees, like many of whom were first-generation immigrants, dressed as clowns, cowboys, and knights with swords. In fact, they even borrowed animals from Central Park Zoo. What? Yeah. Bears, elephants, camels, and monkeys. They all were like, I mean, it was like Sounds like not in America. It was like a big circus. It was literally like a circus they parade. They just let like monkeys and bears run the streets or yeah. they were like in a – No, they were like led by people. It was crazy. It's a little chaotic actually. If I, I'm not going to lie. It was a little chaotic. I feel like this sounds like a stoner dream or something. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the end of the parade featured Mr. Santa Claus on top of a sleigh on a mountain of ice. 10,000 people crowded the streets to watch the parade that first year and – They were waiting at the end in front of Macy's Herald Square when the parade wrapped up around noon. It was just this, like, huge party. Like, you would have been there for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. 10,000 prospective shoppers ready to start their holiday shopping at the world's largest department store. But not that day because it was Thanksgiving. It was closed, unlike today. Do you ever, you know when people say, like, what era would you be in? Do you ever think about your life, like, who you'd be and, like, your character? Like, literally never. I do. I never. Because <laughs> I would be this, like, rich person with, like, the flapper outfit, and I'd be, like, the top shopper. Like, oh, yeah, out you'd there be, ready. like, ready. You'd be like, bring me, bring me my people to help me carry my bag. <laughs> Anyways, the parade was a smart tactic, I think, to, like, encourage people to start getting into the holiday spirit, right? Yeah. The next day, after this huge spectacle of a crazy event, they were, like, opening up the newspaper, like, just waiting to see what the press said about them. And do you know what they said? What? They wrote two sentences. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were pissed. They were like, what? In the New York Herald. Like, what did it say? Sen- Spectacular. I mean, it didn't even tell me what it said. Like, no one cared. They were like, they compared uh. the two sentences to, like, Two sentences about, like, a Broadway show that night. It was, like, not a big deal for the newspaper. But that didn't stop them. That did not get them down. They actually took out another ad. And it said, this parade was such an enormous success that we are going to do it again next year, bigger than ever, better than ever. They were, like, just, they knew it was a thing. I feel like I would have been friends with the head parade director or creator. I I love it. Yeah, I think you would have. Their exact words... In that ad said, 
we did not dare dream its success would be so great. The only thing that Macy's decided not to bring back the following year. Were the animals? Yes, the animals. Apparently, the animals were not huge fans of the six-mile trek, and they scared the shit out of young kids. And <laughs> like They were roaring. They were jumping. They were clawing. They were fighting. Like It was not working. Oh, my God. That was not well I, thought out. This does sound like, actually, that would have been my life. I would have been the prey director because <laughs> I would have come up with, like, yeah, let's get lions, tigers, and bears oh to my. walk the streets. <laughs> In the parade's early years, Macy's had no plans to actually deflate the, and, like, store the balloons. They were like, that sounds like a lot of work. And they didn't have the space to store them. They had a, a whole block of retail space. What are you talking well, about? They didn't have they enough. It, they didn't have enough space to store these giant balloons. Okay, so do you know what they decided to do instead? What? Hang them from the to get like, rid of the balloons. What? Let they, them in the sky. They simply let them fly away. <laughs> so in 1928, like literally, are there any like videos of this? Yes. Uh, um, no, not videos. No oh, videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1928. There's pictures. This whole stunt, though, I have to say, reminds me of like something that would be executed in your head. Like you would be like, wait, we're not going to store them. Just let them go. So in 1928, Macy's decided to make a game out of finding the loose balloons. You know, everyone likes a little gamification. Like that's, it sounds like it could work. Maybe I was reincarnated. Like that was my past life. I bet it was. It might've been. They called it a way to make money out of thin air. So five balloons, including a 60-foot tiger, were released with a return address to Macy's and a reward of $100 for whoever found them first. Three of them landed on Long Island. One landed in the East River, and another floated out to sea. Macy's abandoned the practice after one collided with an airplane wing in 1932, sending the plane into a tailspin. I was just going to say, shit, that's what I always tell Cash. Like, Cash, this is really bad. You can't let him in the air. And he always lets him in the air. And it's like, it's a major hazard for airplanes. I mean, maybe not like little balloons. Do you think they are? Yeah, they (gasps) get caught in the jet thing. Oh my God, that's scary. I know. I'm telling you, it's like a thing. That's like, why I freak out. I'm like, don't let your balloons out if they make it all the way up there. Well, can you imagine these? They were like giant, <laughs> like, they were like giant balloons. Like the size of a house. Made of like rubber and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I know. So, but $100, I guess $100 back in then. In 1928, that's like $100. In 1928 is $1,600 today. I would find a balloon for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? Anyways, the tradition grew from there. Three years later, the parade was renamed as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade versus the Christmas Parade, and it has been produced every single year since that first year, with the exception of 1942 to 44. Do you know why? Probably some pandemic. World War II. Oh, okay. Because rubber and helium were needed for the war effort. And actually, a lot of the companies who had balloons, like, donated the balloons to the war effort because they needed the rubber. What's crazy to me is, like, there's so many, like, gamification. You think it's, like, it's just a new fancy word, but, like, this existed in the 20s. Oh, yeah, totally. So the parade was actually first broadcast on radio in 1932. So, like, listeners just had to imagine, like, the sights. Oh, they had to be great storytellers. Totally. And then the parade was first televised in 1946 in New York City and then nationally on NBC the next year and every year since then. And interestingly, in 1963, 
Thanksgiving was just six days after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. So, like, there was a lot of debate. They were like, should we do it or not? Should we cancel it? But Macy's decided to go ahead with the parade in the hope that it would raise the American spirit. Yeah. I mean, anything like that that makes people happy and it's like a tradition they want to keep doing. Totally. So this year, 2021, is the 95th annual Macy's Parade. And it will feature 15 giant character balloons, 28 floats, 36 novelty and heritage inflatables, and more than 800 clowns. So, Ooh, like, that's if you, weird. Dana, yeah. Dana, are you listening? <laughs> if you have a clown complex, <gasps> like, not miss. Steer clear, though. Like, if you're scared, oh, of, yeah, clowns, if you're scared like, of clowns, don't don't watch it. I'm saying Dana's gonna be excited. About forty brands will participate this year in the parade, and those brands span from Pillsbury to Nickelodeon. So, what's like the buy-in? I'll tell you. I will get there, Alexis. Okay. Like, I got all the juice. Considering about getting on that. Well, we could, but like, I don't think we actually could, and I'll explain why. Okay. Okay. In total, the Macy's Parade costs somewhere in the ballpark of $11.6 million and $13.4 million to produce every single year. And the reason we don't know exactly is, like, Macy's is very tight-lipped about it. They don't share those details. Like, there's a billion articles with, like, reporters breaking down piece by piece the costs. But, like, Macy's is, like, won't share it. They won't comment on it. Okay. And that's a lot of money, you would think, for, for a, a parade. A, well, not just for a parade. For a retail company that's probably struggling. Like, I, their numbers are actually doing okay this year. But, like, Macy's in Chicago downtown next to Water Tower Place shut down. Retail is struggling because of, of Amazon. Yeah. Right? But, like, I'm sure their online's doing well. But Macy's won't let it go. And the brand awareness is still an awesome just thing for them. And the nostalgia, you know? Yeah. It's entertainment. And, like, they, they're tied to that entertainment. So they still often tie in the theme of their famous store window displays into the parade. And this year, it's all about a special reindeer named Tiptoe, who doesn't think he can fly, and he's scared to take a flying test for Santa. But thanks to his friend's help, he finally learned to believe in himself. This taps right into Macy's reoccurring 13-year Believe campaign. And Tiptoe can actually be found in store windows this holiday season and a thousand limited edition plush tiptoe reindeers are available for purchase. Isn't that kind of cool? That's so cool. I can't believe that. That's and they're merchandising the whole thing. They brilliant. They always do. So also, in case you didn't already know because you haven't watched it in a while, it's not all about Macy's anymore. You know? Well, it's all about the other brands. I yeah. bet Macy's is almost, I mean, it's almost seems like it's a sponsor. Totally. Right? Yeah. Brands will fork over big money to be a part of this. I mean, for a brand to be in the parade, they pay around $200,000 for year one, which includes the new balloon cost, and then ninety dollars to $100,000 per year after that. So unless, of course, like the brand changes like the balloon, they that cost like goes down quite a bit. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be more than that, be but like more. about a hundred grand if you already have the balloon and 200K for your first year. But there's some rules that we'll get into. Each of the 30 brands that has a balloon in the parade gets this amazing on-air mention by the NBC hosts during the parade. Like Savannah Guthrie, I think, does it. Well, yeah, and they talk about it for like a couple ex- minutes. Yeah, it's like, it's like huge airtime. I mean, and you That's can't buy worth- that exposure. It's hard to buy that exposure. Yeah, like, no way. So that's really where a lot of them see a lot of the value. 
The other option for brands to get involved is to buy a commercial during the show, which actually is a lot less expensive than the Super Bowl. Somewhere around like 300 grand for 30 seconds. Like a Super Bowl commercial is like 5.5 million for For 30 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So like that's a big discount, you know? And what's the audience you said? 50 million? Yeah. Plus 3.5 million being there. I guess they don't see the commercials, but still. But as time went by, the parade saw an expansion in the type of brands that wanted to get in on the action. Now, you'll see all kinds of brands buying their way in, doing whatever they can to capture our attention. So, like, we think of them for Black Friday shopping and holiday shopping. This year, the parade actually has four official sponsors, and they all have some specific tie-in for their hefty sponsorship fee. And I don't even know what the fee is. Like, it's not published. Yeah. So the four sponsors are Hanes, and Hanes is the official mask of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. Okay. They provide face masks, obviously, to, like, help spread or help slow the spread. Hopefully not spreading. (laughs) Then Ram Trucks. Interesting. So their, like, whole point is when you've got a big job, leave the heavy lifting to Ram. Like, they're the ones pulling the 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 floats. Mm -hmm. It's – I bet – you know, I have to say, the value of the in-person viewer is probably so much more because they're, like, experiencing the emotion and, like, how cool it is, and they're going to remember it way more than the 30-second commercial. So that's why. Like, Super Bowl, everyone watches the commercial, but they may miss it. So, yeah. like, it's crazy. They may go to the bathroom or that, like, whatever. Yeah. It's coming across right in front of them, and they're excited about, like, whatever. Of the partnerships. Yeah, yeah. totally. Remo is another sponsor. I had never heard of that brand because it is the official drumhead partner of the parade. Like, because there's a lot of, like, marching bands in the parade. Oh, okay. And then Under Armour. And Under Armour is the official outerwear partner of the parade because it's New York City on Thanksgiving morning. Like, it's usually freezing. What a weird—that's interesting to sponsor. No, let me explain why, Okay. In years past, these key sponsors have gotten super creative in how they activate the parade. Okay. In 2010, Timberland was a major sponsor, and they were so smart about the activation. The company actually provided outerwear and footwear to all of Macy's parade staff and thousands of volunteers. It provided jackets and boots like before and during the parade to people who were doing any parade-related work. Wow. Plus, the company gave away 300 Timberland backpacks to Macy's parade staff as gifts. Timberland also ran commercials on the Jumbotron on the side of the Macy's building in Herald Square as the parade went by. So the marketing manager said, like, they treated this like a grassroots marketing opportunity. They wanted consumers to think of Timberland when they think of winter. And, like, how smart was that to not just focus on the audience, like, watching? No, to like, focus on the parade staff because they're probably so grateful. Like, how cool yeah, is that? Yeah, and, like, they're into the brand then. Like, they're, they're like, thankful for it. They're excited about it. And, like, that's expensive stuff to get for and free. And they're experiencing, like, if it's warm or cold or whatever, you know? So the VP of Partnership Marketing at Macy's says that brands participate because of exposure, not because of the financial ROI, like, necessarily. Which, I don't know if I buy that, but okay, let's just believe him for a minute. He says, or she says, I don't know if it's he or she, they do it to connect with fans and build an emotional connection. And what you do see, though, is like many brands tie their float or balloon in with some kind of like current event that helps brands link their participation to the bottom line. So for example, like 
Disney character appearances often coincide with the release of movies, right? Like, that Uh makes sense. Sailor Mickey represented the Disney Cruise Line when its fourth ship, Disney Fantasy, set sail. And Buzz Lightyear of Toy Story was featured to represent the merger of Disney Pixar and an Oscar win for Best Animated Feature. So, like, they think about those things. And, like, they're using – they, like, those are the characters they're promoting in the parade. And that ties back – Who, like, makes these balloons? Macy's. They have a whole team that does it. Wow. Yeah. So Disney has even said that it looks at participation in the Macy's Parade as a chance to update characters of the past and remind viewers that the company is part of their present and future. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are rules. Back to your question about serendipit getting involved. To be part of the parade, especially to get a balloon, you can't just do whatever you want. Like, that's why there's only 30 brands. Okay. The criteria has become quite strict over the years because Macy's does not want shameful promotion. Like, balloons have to be a character that is immediately recognizable to the audience, and it has to invoke a warm, fuzzy feeling. If it's too branded, like, it just doesn't give you that feeling, you know? Yeah, it's too salesy. Yeah, and it forces brands to get creative, which I love. So, like, no one really knows, like, our serendipit logo except for, like, our clients, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we couldn't just float the serendipit logo. Like, we could pay for it. We could probably afford the 200 grand. Would it make sense for us? No. no. And they wouldn't allow us to. So, Nickelodeon has been a participant in the parade since 1997. And they have changed their balloons and their floats, like, a lot. Some year, they change it, like, year after year sometimes, which must be very expensive. Yeah. Know? In 97, they started with Rugrats. Then they moved to Blue's Clues. Then Jimmy Neutron. Oh, I would think they would change it every year no matter what. A lot of them don't. Little Bill was one, although he's retired because that was, like, based off Bill Cosby. (laughs) So he doesn't exist anymore. Then SpongeBob, Dora, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Paw Patrol, and Shimmer and Shine. Like, they just change it all the time. And do they sometimes have multiple? Mm -hmm. Many brands have multiple. So during the parade, the Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. team are always manning the brand's social feeds because engagement is so high during the parade. And, like, they look at this as additional, like, connection and engagement with fans. Yeah. They do it really smart. And not all the brands do balloons, clearly, because they can't all pass the criteria. Some sponsor floats. And those are awesome exposure as well. And the main purpose of each float is to tell a story that naturally incorporates the brand and reflects the brand message. And, of course, like, if you have the float, and I'm bummed that you haven't watched it. See, we could do a float. We could do a float. I mean, I I still don't think we could pass by. I don't (laughs) think it would work. But watch it tomorrow morning, okay? And, like, you'll see that the floats sport their logo on, like, an 18-square-foot sign on the float. Like, it's, like, a huge promotion. One example is the cornucopia float that used to be featured in the parade, and it was last sponsored by Cotton Ink, which is random, right? But, like, they made it make sense for them. And another is Pillsbury, who sponsored the Holiday Lovin' Oven, a giant oven that comes to life with oversides, utensils, cookies, rolls, crescents, and, of course, (laughs) the Doughboy himself. See, I, the Rose Parade did the same thing. You had to, like, evoke emotion in the floats. And what was so cool, living there, I got to go be a volunteer and, like, help build the floats sometimes. Oh, that's cool. The floats usually have room on them for, like, musical performing guests. Yeah. Because, like, 
every celebrity performs in the show, like everyone. So if you are lucky enough to like get a float like and like get one of the best musical performers, like one year the Pillsbury float had Jordan Sparks performing her new oh, song. Wow. That year her new song was like Tattoo. And like that was a huge deal, you know? You know the brand Kinder? Yeah. Like the Kinder Eggs, right? Yeah. It's a German chocolate company that makes like delicious chocolate. I mean, I, my kids love it, but like I actually really it gross me like, out. Oh my God. It's milk chocolate. How does it gross you Those out? Those little Kinder Egg things? Yeah, but they also have Kinder Bars. Oh no, I've only had the, I've only seen the balls. Oh my God, they're so good. You're crazy. Well, our kids love them, the Kinder Surprise Eggs. Well, Kinder wanted to launch Kinder Joy and some other new products, and it inked a multi year deal with the parade. And it commissioned the Macy's Parade Studio, and they make the floats and the balloons, to design and create a brand new float, which would be dubbed the Fantasy Chocolate Factory. Cool. So the float's design is inspired by the magic and wonder of a carnival ride. And it's, like, totally amazing. The chocolate-making process begins as the Ferris-like wheel feeds the fancy chocolate machine with egg-shaped gondolas that carry the cocoa bean sacks to their destination. Turning gears and chasing lights adorn the large wheel, providing additional movement. And in addition to low smoke effects under the wheel that create a magical layer of sweet clouds. On the side of the float, a chocometer gauges the chocolate's intensity. As the process is finished when the chocolate hearts are delivered through a chute on the side of the float right into the hands of kids. Oh my gosh. It's like totally Willy Wonka-esque. I love it. I know. And the VP of marketing for Kinder says they participate because it's such a huge media event. And since Kinder is like, was like a new brand entering the U.S. from Europe, they wanted to do something that was really going to ingrain the brand in American culture. And like, this was the perfect activation. Perfect. Right? And there are always a plethora of food brands. I mean, Ronald McDonald is always featured. You'll see Kraft. They bring the Kool-Aid man alongside the mac and cheese mascot, Cheezosaurus Rex. I didn't know that was the mascot, but makes sense. Okay. You'll see M&M's, Mr. Peanut, and like so many others. And there's also never a shortage of consumer product brands like the Energizer Buddy, the Aflac Duck, Build-A-Bear, Gibson, the Monopoly Man, and even Ask Jeeves was once in the parade. Poor guy, R.I.P. I mean, yeah, Google like fucking Google. killed that guy, you know? Oh, my God. And travel and tourism companies have also found their own place in the Macy's parade. Most of them are floats. SeaWorld celebrated its 50th anniversary with a float in 2014. And, of course, PETA had a fit. They were like, oh God. no thanks, SeaWorld. The South Dakota Department of Tourism had a float that featured the landscape of Mount Rushmore and many others like Delta Airlines, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, and Homewood Suites have all had a presence. It's like, how is your, like, I want to be in the Macy's parade. I know. The other things that brands smartly do is host contests and promotions around their involvement to garner more press and exposure on social media. for sure. Yeah. So in 2020, when the parade was more like a virtual experience, Cracker Barrel teamed up with Dolly Parton for a giveaway offering 10 fans a VIP watch party package from the comfort of their own home. 
So that was last year. Dolly Parton performed on the Cracker Barrel float singing A Holly Jolly Christmas. And leading up to the event, fans could visit the Cracker Barrel website to enter the contest. All they had to do was share their favorite holiday tradition in 4,000 characters or less. Ten fans were chosen, and they won a limited edition pink Cracker Barrel rocking chair autographed by Dolly herself. Dolly, that is brilliant. (laughs) And they also won a copy of Dolly's new album at the time. It was her new Christmas album, and it featured, like, all, like, the last three decades of her Christmas music. And they also won two $100 gift cards, one to Macy's and one to the Cracker Barrel's Old Country Store. I love it. I know. So it's like your dream to get one of the brands we work on on in the Macy's Day Parade. I mean, they would have to pay big money, but I would be all for it. Why not? Why not? We have some brands now that it would make sense. Like our new fitness client. I know. Wait till you hear about my activation idea. You're going to freaking love it. Yeah. (gasps) I mean, that would be awesome. I just think it's so cool. And actually, like many of the giveaways, this is actually cool. No matter the brand, include a gift card to Macy's or like some tie into Macy's. And I wonder if that's a requirement because Macy's like has to work at Bringing it back to yeah. the ROI. But so, question for you. So, there's floats, there's balloons, and there's musical performances. Is there anything else like walking? Are there like different levels of sponsorships? I mean, there's so many opportunities. I mean, I think like the main ones, you have to be a part of like the parade in a bigger way to be in it at all. They don't even let you volunteer unless like you work for Macy's or like you're part of so One like you could have a balloon and then like a walking section. Totally. Or so yeah. Like- there's like other ways to activate it. So real quick, one thing I wanted to mention about like ROI is, you know, these Broadway shows are a really big part of the parade. Like you'll see tomorrow when you watch, like there's a couple of like at least one, maybe a couple featured every time. And like they stop and perform and like it's live on TV and like whoever's sitting in the stands at that section. Like the Disneyland parades. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and What's so crazy is these Broadway shows fight over the coveted spots to step into the national spotlight and perform. Cats, Waitress, and so many others because the exposure of the show performing has actually boosted advanced ticket sales for a show by about $300,000 in the past. Oh my gosh. And like that's significant for like just participating in the show. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, there's so many just cool ways that brands in history have gotten involved. And, like, there's actually so many crazy accidents that have happened that, like, I didn't even include. Like, wind gusts being too crazy. I was going to say. Like, balloons falling. One time balloons fell and, like, injured, like, seven people. One time it almost killed someone. Someone was in a coma for a month. Like from a balloon? From a balloon. It's rare, but it totally does happen, you know? So it's super interesting. And the other thing that's always debated is, like— this idea and this criticism that brands are, like, too involved. But, like, it's no longer about just, like, entertaining, that it's, like, way too commercial. Well, they have to get ROI. That's, yeah. like, the point, Well, right? like, Macy's has to cover some of the costs, right? Yeah. And, like, people just don't like that they feel like these brands are getting involved to, like, target kids. But really, the parade is put on to entertain us. And these brands, like I said, they help cover the cost. And I actually think the rules that Macy's has put in place – like to ensure that nothing is like too outwardly promotional. Promotional. Like, like they I mean smart. you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be surprised. Like they've really maintained just like the entertainment value of the show and you're softly marketed. 
I think. I can't wait to watch the Macy's Day Parade I with know. all the bug balloons. It is amazing. I want you to text me during. I want you to like share your thoughts. And I want your little son who's obsessed with balloons to, I want you to show me a picture of his eyes lit up. So excited, okay? Okay. So let me shout out a few of my sources before we wrap it up because I need to go start cooking for Dinner. tomorrow. No, for oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So Macy's Thanksgiving.fandom.com like had a ton of great info and historical data. Eventmarketer.com had a great entry titled Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it like just broke down just so many unique ways that brands have gotten involved. The New York Times had a really good piece from 2017 by Christina Karin titled Macy's Used to Set the Balloons Free and Other Thanksgiving Day Parade Facts. And History.com, I mean, they had just a totally rad piece about the very first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and that was by Christopher Klein. And finally, Ad Age had a good article titled Why Brands Still Care About the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and that was by Adrian Pascarelli from November 2018. Awesome. Now I can't wait to watch the Macy's Day Parade tomorrow. And eat some turkey. And eat some and turkey. Some pie. Lots of pie. And, and be thankful. I'm thankful for you, Alexis. I'm thankful for you. So please, please, if you're thankful for this podcast, please. We're thankful for you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We are thankful. Please, please, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify or wherever you listen. And please visit us on Instagram and share some ideas. Give us like some thoughts on new episodes and tell us what you think about the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. We'll be waiting tomorrow for your favorite float. Please yeah. maybe post a pic and tag Will It Stick. Yeah, totally. I'm going to post some things for awesome. sure. I'll post about like which brands I think you're doing it the best. Awesome. Have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Gobble, gobble.